are now listening to PursuitCast, the official podcast of Pursuit NYC. May it be an encouragement to you today and stir your soul for revival. Hey, welcome to another episode of PursuitCast. Um, we have a very special episode here today. Um, as you can tell, Sam Wan isn't on this podcast. My name is Josh. I'm one of the leaders for Pursuit. I'm also the youth pastor at Numerous Community Church. And um, yeah, we just have a very special guest from LA. His name is Brian Barcelona, and we just connected at a retreat right now. So I'm just taking over the podcast um, to just interview him. So um, yeah, it's our privilege and our honor to have Brian Barcelona here all the way from LA. So we just welcome you, Brian. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, no problem. We just, we're just um, so honored to have you here. Um, yeah, if you can just introduce yourself and then your ministry um, for people who don't know who you are, yeah. and we will love to hear about your story. Yeah, my name is Brian. I uh, live in Southern California, and I'm a part of, a, of a, an organization called One Voice Student Mission. So what we do is we work with uh, starting Jesus clubs, uh, you know, with student, student-led Jesus clubs all throughout the, the U.S., and we work alongside of local churches and youth pastors to see it happen. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I know that you have your own book out called The Jesus Club. Yeah. Um, I personally read it, and I was so inspired to just see um, everything that you're doing in high schools along the West Coast and stuff like that. Can you share a little bit about the book? Yeah, man, the book was just our story of just kind of where we started, man. You know, the good moments, the, the bad moments, the moments where we see God break in and, and, you know, really touch lives. And, you know, clubs that we've seen grow and fill gyms all throughout California. Um, and then it really ends with just giving a commission to the church, man, mm. to really reach what we feel and we believe is the most untouched mission field in our nation today, which is public high schools. Wow. Wow. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, um, can you share about your salvation story? Because I remember when I was reading your book, um, just the way you got saved and how God called you to do what you're doing right now, um, you know, preaching the gospel to high school yeah. kids. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, I got saved, man. I got invited to, uh, to a local youth group when I was uh, 16 years old. And I ended up going. This guy told me to buy me a smoothie if I went. So I ended up going. <laughs> and uh, that night got radically saved, you know, gave my life to Jesus. And I ended up uh, going back into my old high school <clears throat> that I graduated from about a year and a half later mm-hmm. um, and just began to uh, just began to, to preach and mm-hmm. didn't see a lot of fruit that came that year. You know, we, seen, we did some events and seen some, some people saved, things like that. But it was nothing that was consistently gathering. And it wasn't until 2010 that we really seen a, a breakthrough and seen uh, clubs begin to grow and see kind of the potential of what this could be. Mm, yeah. Um, I remember that there's this one chapter in the book where you talk about um, um, the gangbanger where he, um, you shared even last night too in your message about um, that testimony. Can, yeah. can you just share a little testimony about that just so listeners can understand like what's really going on yeah. in, in the Jesus clubs? Yeah, there was a story we had where we were giving away, um, you know, some free, some beat headphones. And uh, as we're, you know, getting ready to close, uh, we, we do a giveaway. And long story short, this guy comes up. We end up giving him the beats. And uh, as he's leaving back to his seat, you know, before he goes, I said, hey, can I ask you something? I said, you deserve these. And he says, no. And I said, do you know me? And he said, no. <laughs> First day I'd ever met him. And I said, that's just like the love of Jesus, man. You don't know him. You don't deserve it. But he wants to give it to you anyways. And that day, we ended up doing an altar call on that campus, and around 450 kids uh, stood to their feet to receive Jesus. Wow. You know, simply from seeing this guy's life, uh, you know, encountered and changed. So it was really cool, man. We, we have a lot of stories where we've seen, we just seen people from different backgrounds and yeah. different walks of life come to know the love of Jesus. That's awesome. That's awesome. 
Um, one thing that really encouraged me knowing about your story and reading your book and just hearing your messages the past um, two days um, it's just that you know you said it yourself that you're just an, you're just a normal guy that God used you know and I think for a lot of young people and for young leaders they, they have this false idea that oh God can never use me because of XYZ or because I'm not significant enough or I'm not talented or for whatnot um, can you just share about like how to overcome that lie and, and um, to encourage young listeners yeah. Um, yeah, about that. I would just say read your Bible and, <laughs> and look at all the people that God did things with and through. And you could find a common denominator that all of them had issues. Mm. And I think our issues never define who we are. It just defines what we're overcoming. Mm. You know? And, um, man, I am probably the last dude that's qualified for anything that I'm doing. Um, I know that I'm only here by, by God's grace and His mercy and His love. And, you know, the Bible says where much has been forgiven, you, you forgive much, you know, you mm. love much. And I think that's been Amen. my life. <clears throat> I know how much I've been forgiven of. I know the mercies God's had on my life, and that's what drives me wow. to share the messages that we share. Mm. Uh, speaking about like reading the Bible, who, who in the Bible would you is your favorite character? I mean, besides Jesus, but who, who do you resonate with, yeah. who do you connect with, and why? I love David, man. <laughs> King David. Yeah, I love David. Uh, a man who made a ton of mistakes. His team was all the rejects of Israel, and he built a mighty army out yeah. of those guys. Mm -hmm. You know, in in probably one of the worst times of his life when he was in the cave. So, mm -hmm. yeah, um, we have a lot of youth pastors that come out to our monthly gatherings. We have a lot of youth pastors who listen to our podcast. Um, since you work with the high school kids and the next generation, can you just share um, about the next generation? Like, how do we connect with them? How do we reach them? Like, how do we present the gospel to them and share with them about Jesus? Um, yeah. Yeah, I would say to every youth pastor that, you know, they're, you were so needed in schools and you weren't called to just pass through a room. You were called mm -hmm. to pass through cities mm -hmm. and campuses. That's good. And so I think, you know, um, we did a statistical breakdown that if there's, you know, over 300,000 Christian Protestant churches in America— if every single church uh, was to reach 48 students, um, every high school kid, all 15 million high school kids in America would be reached. Wow. So the goal that we're going after is not unobtainable. It just takes everyone to do it. Mm. And so I would say, uh, again, you can spend years, you know, to continue to do what you're doing, uh, you know, within the four walls of your church, which is incredible. Keep building that. Um, I would also give the encouragement to say, how do we bring that to a campus? Because mm. there's so many students that need the very thing that God's deposited in in you and in them on their campus. And they may never go to your church. Mm -hmm. And so I think the idea of we're going to become a big magnet that somehow attracts all the youth to our to our to our church, uh, you never find that model in the Bible. Gotcha. And so what you do find though is people going. And as they went, you know, God met them, you know, and uh and there was, you know, for every revival that's broken out across the globe was really about people going out and taking the good news to people where they didn't have it. That's true. Yeah. So. Wow. Mm. Um, we all, you know, like I said, we have a lot of young leaders. Um, if you can give advice to young leaders today in their 20s and their young 30s um, about how to develop and becoming a better leader or... If you can go back into your 20s, what, what advice would you give to young leaders about, on how to develop their gifts and how to develop their character and their integrity and who they are? Go low and go slow. Mm. Stop being in a rush to, to be at a certain place by a certain age. 
man, if I can go back to my younger self, I would smack that guy <laughs> and tell him to listen and tell him to honor and tell him to submit more and tell him to trust leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. Can you give an example of um, just the time you had to go low and go slow, um, just personally from? Yeah, I mean, I think looking back at this last year for me, you know, I had a choice where I can keep running hard and build a ministry. And I think nowhere in scripture do I ever see Jesus building a ministry. He builds a family. Mm-hmm. Mm. With his 12, his father, um, you know, you even look at the ministry he's doing when his mom and brothers show up and they're like, Jesus, your mom and brother is here. And he's like, mother and brothers are those who do the will of my father. Yeah. It was an understanding that he's building a family and they're going after a common mission. Mm. And so it's not just building a family that hangs out and does nothing, but how do you build a family that does a mission? And so I would say these guys who are just wanting to build ministries, you, you, you can build ministries with slaves, but you can only build family with sons and daughters. Wow. And so you want to invest your life into the people that you're working with. Mm. Wow, you know what I mean? That means awesome. opening up your home. That means, you know, you don't have the luxury of, of personal space. You know, we live in community where there's people always over our home from our, from our one voice community, you know, getting mentored and discipled and walking them through life. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at the loyalty that people take within one voice, it, it, it is stemming from that place. Not that we haven't made mistakes because we've made tons of them. Yeah. But I think we learn from them. Mm-hmm. We make sure we try not to do the same thing or the same mistake twice. Yeah, so um, you were just sharing um, this morning um, in your message about um, the core values and, and the culture and the, and the culture that you're building within your ministry. Um, what are some personal or just even ministry core values that you really hold on to and you try to establish everywhere that you go in ministry and family and stuff like that? Yeah, culture of honor, a culture of celebration, you know, being able to celebrate what God does no matter how small it is. Mm-hmm. And then really building out a culture of family and not sacrifice both your natural family and both people that are, you know, family through spirit, mm-hmm. you know, um, not sacrificing your family for ministry, but sacrificing as a family mm-hmm. for what you're doing and something we really are pushing for mm-hmm. even in our community, mm-hmm. making space for kids. You know, a lot of times ministries think kids are burdens and we stick them in other rooms and, you know. I think making space for our children to feel like they're equally, my daughter's equally a part of one voice as a two and a half year old as the guy who's 22, you know, doing whatever he's doing. Yeah. It's just making making space for, for growth in that area, man, and, and really just allowing, allowing, uh, you know, what Jesus said that the world will know you're my disciples by the way you love one another, allowing that to be the essence of success for wow. us. I love what our team, some of our team members just came back and shared what they heard from this other speaker. And it's that um, our inheritance is not, <clears throat> our inheritance is not um, every high school being reached in America. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's the promised land. Mm-hmm. And that's going to come no matter what. Yeah. Our inheritance is God. Mm-hmm. So when you look at Moses, he was going to inherit the promised land, but it came without God. Mm-hmm. And then Moses said, I won't go unless your spirit goes with me. Wow. So your inheritance as a young speaker, as a minister, as a preacher, our inheritance is not the big ministry platform. It's not millions saved. It's not every high school reached. It's not 
you know, a big church. That's your promised land. But what's the point of the promised land if God's not with us when we get there? Wow. That's awesome. Um, we ask every podcast interview, um, you know, what is revival to you? Because our, our mission and our vision statement is a revival of us. So we're going all or nothing for God's presence to just come and transform and bring reformation to our region. Um, but what, what's your personal um, definition of revival and what does that look like for you? Yeah. Lou Engle says this is probably the best definition. He said, revival is God's arrival. Wow. And, uh, you know, I think that we need to be going after more than just revival. In my personal opinion, I believe we need to believe for revival and reformation. Mm. What's the point of seeing Compton saved if it's still a ghetto? And all it is is a saved ghetto. Mm-hmm. What we got to believe for is that revival is going to take place in the hearts of the church. And, and we're going to go out and win the loss. And then there's going to be reformation. There's going to be laws that will begin to change. There's going to be society that's going to begin to change. Mm-hmm. There's going to be tangible things that we're actually going to be able to attribute to the move of God. That's good. More than just, yeah, we gathered a thousand people. That's wonderful. That's not revival. Yeah. You just had good marketing strategies and knew enough people. Mm. Wow. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And we just want to um, just ask you just some random questions just so that the yeah, listeners totally. can just, yeah. So like, what's your favorite book right now? What are you, what are you reading? Um, what's, what's really grabbing at your heart right now? Favorite book. Um, Last book I was reading was a book called, I think it's called The Christian Family by Larry Christensen. Mm -hmm. It's a great book, man. It describes the role of a man, the role of a woman as a husband, Mm -hmm. a wife. Mm -hmm. And the last book that I've been reading, um, and just, yeah, just some powerful truths, man. You know, as a a husband, what are my responsibilities, you know, as a father? Yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, listening to your messages, um, yeah, I really just see that you know, you are the real deal that it's not just you on a ministry platform, but the way that you love your wife and your family, the way you described it. Yeah, I think that's really awesome. Um, what's your favorite Christian song that's on your playlist right now? Defender by Rita Springer. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was wrecking me for like a good couple of months. Yeah. Yeah. What What about non-Christian music? What's, what's your... John Mayer. John Mayer. <laughs> yeah, love Mayer. Yeah. I mean, you love playing electric guitar too, right? I do. Yeah, yeah. I, I see I your Insta stories with that. Yeah, I do. Yeah, that's awesome. Um... I know um, that you have a conference coming up and, and your book. Um, can you just give a little information about how people can support you, connect with you um, on social media, anything like that? Yeah, you can just hit me up at, at Brian Barcelona um, on Instagram or Facebook. And then our website is ovsm.com. Mm. So if you're interested in saying that, I'd love to find out more about One Voice. And then if you want to reach a school with One Voice and, and learn how our model works with local churches and pastors being equipped and trained, uh, there's a website called mycampusmymission.com, mm-hmm. and that's the site where we uh, we built out for churches and pastors. Awesome. Yeah, we just want to say thank you once again for just spending time with us, for yeah, being on this podcast. Yeah, um, yeah, that's it for this episode. Um, if you guys want to stay tuned with what's coming up for Pursuit NYC in the summer, just make sure to check out our social media platforms, um, and we'll have all the information there for you. Thanks. Hope you were blessed in this podcast. Thank you for listening to PursuitCast. For more information on the ministry of Pursuit NYC, please visit us on the web at www.pursuitnyc.org. Revival or bust.